Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. From the WEEI Studios, the home of Patriots Monday and Friday. 93.7 WEEI-FM and HD1, Lawrence, Boston. Always live on the free Odyssey app. This hour with Mark Dondero is sponsored by Northeast Men's Health, where they're now offering sound wave therapy. Visit today at northeastmenshealth.com. It's Mark Dondero on WEEI. WEEI. All right, welcome into WEEI. Mark Dundare with you till 8 o'clock, leading you into Monday Night Football. Good one tonight. Bills at Bengals. Playoff implications all around. Patriots implications, sort of, kind of. Buffalo, uh, obviously, on the table for New England next weekend. We're going to get into that. We have a lot to get into tonight. A lot to get into tonight. We only have two hours to do it. Um, okay, listen. I'm certainly... Listen. What a win for the Boston Bruins at Fenway Park. And I was just thinking as that game was unfolding, okay? And we're not going to do a lot of Bruins here, but i got to just say something off the bat, and we're going to transition into Patriots because I have a lot to say on Bill Belichick and the Patriots and what's going on there and what they need to do in Buffalo, what they need to do in the offseason. Jared Stidham, a lot to get to. But I'm going to just say this about the Bruins. Awesome win, awesome day, awesome experience. The Winter Classic is awesome. I love it. We can get into that conversation about the Winter, the winter Classic specifically at another time. The Bruins won that game, and you knew they were going to win that game. You knew that they were going to win that game after they got off the bus in 1940s Red Sox jerseys. I knew they were going to win that game in that moment. That was a great idea. I I love whoever came up with that idea. Kudos. But then I started to think. You know, I thought about Jake DeBrusque, and it's like, how did this guy, you know, turn it on the way he did? I mean, this, this was a player who was demanding. Is that too strong? Demanding a trade. Not that long ago. I mean, his time he had underwhelmed. He was disgruntled. His time was done. And now look at him. You know, he had turned it on late last year, and now he's scoring two goals in the Winter Classic in a big game, you know, a big game on a big stage in the third period to beat a good team. Uh, This is a different player, okay, that the Boston Bruins have on their roster right now, and I love it. And just give the Bruins credit. Mentally tough team. You know, they're everything that you want a team to be. They're mentally tough. They're they're united. You know, they have great camaraderie. They represent the city well. They play hard. They never quit. They play till the end. The only thing they haven't done is get it done. 
Now, they had. You know, they did a long time, more than a decade ago, which is unbelievable. But I'm thinking about this. And, and by the way, I don't think I'd ever seen a hockey game. And it's not like I watch every hockey game all across the NHL. I, I don't think I've seen a hockey game end uh, in the way this one specifically ended where a goal was scored. I'm sure it's happened, but a goal scored with, you know, .5 seconds after the, the clock hit zeros and a goal is scored. I don't know if I've ever seen that. So that was funny. That was interesting. But credit to the Bruins. They won the game. They came back. Awesome. But I'm thinking about this. Okay, the Boston Bruins, you know, and I know hockey is different than football in the NFL, but the Bruins have underwhelmed and disappointed really for a decade. With this core in place, they have found a way to disappoint us one way or another. That's the reality. And I love this Bruins team overall. But this is Boston. We have all the championships, and we've won a bunch of those championships within the last 10 years, 15 years. This Bruins team, by and large, when you look at the totality of some of the things that they had the chance to accomplish, has disappointed. They've disappointed. Okay? And I just think it's funny, not wrong, but funny, how here we are all over Bill Belichick's ass, and understandably so. But we are all over Bill for being 8-8, eight and eight. you know, in the years after the most legendary quarterback in football history left your team. And he went, what, 10-7, and seven, made the playoffs, and now he's 8-8, eight and eight, and we are killing him. And we're, and we're going to, in a minute, continue to kill him. So it's going to, I can't wait for that. It's going to be fun. But we are destroying Bill Belichick. We're all over him, the coaching decisions, you know, all the things that he's done wrong. And there are things he's done wrong. Looks, you know, see at Mike Reese on Twitter today pointing out that in the game the other day against the Dolphins, right? Patriots on the goal line. Dolphins trying to hurry a 12. He has a picture of this. The Miami Dolphins at Mike Reese. Dolphins trying to hurry a 12th defender on the field. Tyquan Thornton, meanwhile, uncovered and drawing attention, trying to draw the attention of Mac Jones to throw him the ball. So you got Tyquan Thornton uncovered, the Dolphins with 12 guys on the field. And what's Bill Belichick doing? He's trying to call a timeout. What? What do you do? What? We'll get more into that. But I'm just saying, we're crushing Bill Belichick. We've been crushing Bill Belichick, yet the Boston Bruins have had this core in place for a decade, more than a decade. I mean, they played the Winter Classic, a similar game back in 2010 against the Flyers at Fenway. They fell behind 1-0. They tied it, and then they won it. This one was in overtime in 2010. They won 2-1, I think. We don't crush the Boston Bruins like we crush Bill Belichick for trying to find a way to get back into the playoffs and win a playoff game when they're 8-8. Eight and eight. After the year, they were 10-7 and seven and made the playoffs. We are killing them. Boston Bruins get a pass. Everyone loves the Bruins, loves the Bees. I love the Bees, but we don't crush the Bees like we do Bill Belichick, who is, trying, is still trying to replace Tom Brady, which we know is one of the damn hardest things to do in sports. Replace the ultimate legend. That's what Bill Belichick is trying to do. That's what he's been trying to do for years. And he's made a ton of mistakes. And we've criticized those mistakes. And we've documented those mistakes. And he should be criticized. I'm right. There. I'm in line with everybody else criticizing him. But it's just funny that the Bruins have had this core. They've come up short. 
in two Stanley Cup finals since winning it back in 2010-2011. They've won President's Trophies and haven't gotten it done. They've come up small in the playoffs. They're, they've had players that ha- they've, they haven't been aggressive enough as a front office. They haven't done what they've needed to do to win another one. But we don't criticize them like we do Bill Belichick, who has six championships and was 10-7 and seven last year and is now 500 and has a chance to win a game to get into the playoffs, and we are killing him. I just think it's funny. Not, we're not wrong to be doing it. I just think it's funny. So I guess that's my long way of saying that the Boston Bruins better friggin' find a way to get into the Stanley Cup final this year and win it. That's what I think they need to do. I was looking for one of those. Thanks, Dan. It's a little mic maintenance there. That's what I think needs to happen. They need to find a way to convert for them and for us. More for them, obviously. It's such a good group. It's such a clutch group. And when I think of the group, it's like, what has changed? I mean, I give a lot of people credit. First and foremost, maybe David Krejci. I mean, I can't believe the force that guy has been since coming back to the States. You thought his career was over. Not just because he left, but because he was older. Guy's been an absolute force. Good for him. This team has been together too long. You can make the Atlanta Braves from the 90s comparisons, but they've been together too long. They're too good. They're too skilled. They're too... They're too in, you know, in unison. What am I trying to say? They're just in sync. It would just be such a damn shame if they don't win one more. And I thought it was over. I didn't think they were going to have this team this year. And I know it's a long season. I know the NFL playoffs, the NHL playoffs, rather. It's a grind. It's the most grueling grind, arguably, of any of the playoffs. So it's not going to be easy. But two things have changed for them, even though I thought initially not much had changed. But two significant things have changed. The coach and the goalie. Now, maybe they got a downgrade, depending on what you thought of Tuka Rask. And if you knew that, I, I was never a Tuka Rask um, fan. Uh, not, I don't want to say I wasn't his fan, but, you know, I thought that there was a chance. They had chances to maybe move on from Tuka Rask where they didn't. I think the vibe that he created wasn't great. Not as good as he was in goal. We'll put it that way. The vibe and the culture Tuka Rask created was not as good as his skills in goal. That was my problem, and I thought after a while they needed a change, and I don't think they pulled the trigger fast enough. Maybe Bruce Cassidy was part of the problem. Maybe he, good coach, maybe not exactly what they needed. We'll see. Certainly looks good to this point. Those are two major changes that coming into the year, I don't know, maybe I undersold. And you go into the playoffs with two different guys at key positions, maybe we'll see something different this year. But this team has been together too long. They are too talented. And they've got too good of a makeup to not win another Stanley Cup. I mean, we've seen that. The Blackhawks have won multiple Cups. The Penguins have won multiple Cups. Going back, the Red Wings won. This team was good enough to win multiple Stanley Cups. And they reminded us again today of that. And I want to see it happen. Or else it will be a disappointment. And what we should do if people care enough to do it, and they should, is criticize their lack of accomplishments over the course of the last 10 years since they won that cup in 2011. They should have won another, and they have a chance. Thankfully, I didn't think they were going to when this season started. There was change, guys were older, and they have crushed the competition. They've crushed the competition. The power play, I mean, at home, they've been, you don't even need me to sit here and talk about it. They've been so good. Okay, But we don't criticize them like we criticize the Patriots. And if they don't get it done this year, 
you should have some more things to say about this team because that is that's coming up short. And as much as we love the leaders of this team, you know, the Charas who are, you know, obviously he's gone now and obviously Patrice Bergeron and all those guys, down to McAvoy, Pasternak. I mean, the makeup of the team has been awesome. Win one more. I mean, there's nothing else to say. Or else you've underachieved. And this town overall should be disappointed in the lack of achievement. All right. Uh, We're going to do a trending. When we get back, we're going to get into the Patriots. And I have a lot to say. Uh, Number one, something that happened yesterday that really, for me, solved some of the mental, I don't know, struggles that I was dealing with in terms of where the true problem lies with this Patriots team. Something got unlocked yesterday, and I'm going to tell you what that was when we get back. I'm Mark Dondero. This is WEEI. Now, here's what's trending on WEEI. Trending now on WEEI and WEEI.com. The Patriots kept their playoff hopes alive with a 23-21 win over the Dolphins on Sunday. Kyle Duggar's pick six gave the Pats a lead in the third quarter. And Jacoby Myers caught a touchdown from the one-yard line to seal the deal. The Pats are now set up for a win and get-in scenario next week in Buffalo. Kickoff will be at 1 p.m. Sunday. Meanwhile, the Chiefs, Raiders, and Titans, Jags have been flexed to Saturday. The Celtics had their four-game winning streak snapped last night in Denver, losing 123-111. Jalen Brown scored 30, and Jason Tatum had 25, but it wasn't enough as Nikola Jokic stole the show with a 30-point, 12-rebound, 12-assist, triple-double. Celtics are back in action tomorrow night in Oklahoma City to battle the Thunder tip-off 8 p.m. And Jake DeBrus scored two third-period goals as the Bruins came back to defeat the Penguins 2-1 at the Winter Classic at Fenway Park. That is what's trending on WEI and WEI.com. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Get Boston Sports Original on the go. Wherever you go. Just download the Odyssey app. We're right back to it. It's Mark Dondero on WEEI. All right, Mark Dondero back with you on WEEI after a Bruins win. 2-1 over the Penguins, the Winter Classic. Great event. Um, Yeah, we just were thinking why the Bruins don't get criticized more for some of their shortcomings when we're crushing Bill Belichick for, you know, a couple years after the greatest of all time leaves the organization. Yet the Bruins have underachieved and underwhelmed for a decade since winning the Cup. Belichick is six. The team isn't awful. The offense is. The team isn't. They're you know one, they're one win away from a playoff spot, and they went ten and seven last year. But somehow the Bruins, everybody still cheers. You know, like I, the negativity isn't quite there. 
And I love the Bruins. And I can't wait to see how they do in the playoffs this year. And they better really show up. And they better fulfill some of the promise that they've created early this season. Or else people should get more negative. Because this team, this core, has been in place for so long and really is better than one Stanley Cup championship. They are. I know it's asking a lot, but this team, this group, the goaltending, the talent, the camaraderie, the chemistry, the market, the city, the fans, all of the above should have helped them net at least one more Stanley Cup. Let's talk to Bobby on Lansdowne Street on the Bruins. What's up, Bobby? Hey, what's going on, my guy? What's up? So... I think that the Bruins don't get as much heat as the Patriots do is because the Bruins have been consistently making strides to be a better team. Like, they keep making playoff runs. They keep trying to push as hard as they can into the playoffs, where we had the Patriots, which had such a consistency of being perfection, that it's hard to compete with that. But... The Bruins have always been Boston's team to really push themselves and really try to make deep playoff runs. That's fair, and thanks for the call. Um, You know, you could say that Bill Belichick – see, I would argue that Bill Belichick isn't all that different. You know, I know he wants to have his coaches, his boys, his kids, his friends, everybody on the staff, whatever. I don't think his operations are all that different than when they were winning Super Bowls. It's Tom Brady. I think if you oversold Bill Belichick's – impact on the Patriots, and don't get me wrong, it's a great impact, but not as much as the quarterback, and we all know that now, you know, a lot of us said that before Brady even left, but that's a separate discussion. The Bruins, though, I I understand what you're saying. It's a major drop-off for the Patriots, and there hasn't been a drop-off for the Bruins. They've continued to plot along, but it's still the point remains. This team, this roster, and the group has been better than one Stanley Cup. And we rarely ever, I'm not going to say they haven't been criticized. They were criticized earlier in the year for when they, uh, earlier in the year when they signed that, that, that bully, that loser out of whatever, whoever he was. Um, and there's been other things, you know, they haven't been as aggressive. They signed, you know, they haven't gone and gotten that guy, the dude that would put them over the top. But by and large, the overall narrative is not as negative as it is, especially right now for the New England Patriots. But there are reasons that the narrative is so negative right now for the New England Patriots, and we're going to get into that. And here's one of them, okay? Did I see see last night a man by the name of Jarrett Stidham playing for the Las Vegas Raiders and doing what he did? I mean, I must have been seeing things because not only did that guy go out against the San Francisco 49ers, the best defense in the league. By the way, if you didn't know, uh, teams that have played the week after playing the 49ers this year are, I believe, 0-14. They get crushed. The defense takes their bodies and souls and crushes it into a little ball and spits it out. That's what the 40 Now, they don't win every game, but that's what the 49ers... <laughs> that's what the 49ers have been doing to teams. Now, I know Tom Brady hasn't had a great year. But, I mean, can you imagine going back and looking at the highlight tape that Tom Brady put together against the 49ers and then the one Jared Stidham put together against the 49ers? I mean, I know that the 49ers played Brady in, in San Francisco and the Raiders were at home, whatever. A couple things dawned on me, or I guess I, I should say a few things were unlocked 
when I saw Jared Stidham do what he did. And I understand there's probably a little honeymoon period. The 49ers had no tape on him. They didn't know exactly what to expect, whatever. What Jared Stidham did yesterday, um, it, it was more than just being a system guy and knowing the system and the language and the verbiage and all that. He, the dude was making plays. He was, that was as dynamic. I know he threw a couple of interceptions. But that was as dynamic. Some of the plays he made were as dynamic as you will see a quarterback make. He's running around. He's getting hit. He's throwing downfield. He's completing passes downfield. He's bloody. He's going up to headbutton guys after big play. I mean, not only did he look good statistically on the field and the numbers back it up, but he earned so much respect from teammates just by that performance and how he played and what he did out on the field. When was the last time a Patriots quarterback did something like that, looked like that, balled out like that? So that leads me to two things. Things we knew, but it confirms a couple things for me. The debate, and the most important debate that's raged this year in terms of the Patriots, at least for me, is who is more at fault for the bleep show offense this year. Is it Matt Patricia? an inept coach that doesn't know what he's doing in terms of being a coordinator of offense and a play caller? Is it him in association with Joe Judge and whatever, Bill Belichick? Or is it a real regression from Mac Jones and it was a honeymoon period at the beginning of his rookie year and he's really not good at all? And this is what he really is. You know, this, what we're seeing now, limited, unsure, This is the real Mac Jones. That's the big question that the Patriots have to answer. Now, I think I know the answer. I have my own opinion on it. That's the question. And when I watched Jared Stidham do what he did, and again, it was one start, there was no tape, there's no, you know, all those things. And then I watched Bill Belichick and the rumors start to swirl. Bill O'Brien. You know, now we're hearing Burt Breer on NBC Sports Boston talking about how that Robert Kraft, you know, unhappy with the coach, offensive coaching staff and this and that. And, you know, changes could be looming and there's conversations happening and people aren't happy. Those things that are out there, the Stidham play, watching what he did with Josh McDaniels and watching what he did with weapons in association with apparent real interest in Bill O'Brien, that says to me, Absolutely, positively, this is on the coaching and the scheme and just the inability to effectively coordinate an NFL offense by Matt Patricia. That is the bigger problem. I'm not saying that Mac Jones doesn't have problems. 617-779-7937. I forgot to give you the number if you want to chime in. I'm not saying Mac Jones hasn't regressed. I'm not saying Mac Jones is, is a top quarterback or is destined to be a top quarterback because none of those guys regressed. In their second year, most of them exploded. None of them regressed. But the Stidham performance and then the, the, the swirling circulation about Bill O'Brien and this and that, that says to me, absolutely, Matt Patricia is more of the problem than Mac Jones. And that, to me, is going to be the answer this offseason. The solution, to me, is clear. What you have to do, what you have to do to turn around this Patriots team, and you can turn it around. You understand? You can turn this team around. Why? Because Bill Belichick, this has been the key. He's hit in the draft recently. That's the key. You have a bunch of players, ball players, on friendly, team-friendly deals and under-team control 
for the foreseeable future. You've got guys that can play. You've got the Marcus Joneses. You've got Jack Jones. You've got Kyle Duggar. You've got now Josh Uche, who's emerged. You've got Matt Judon still. I know he's not a younger guy, but he's still under team control through, what, 2024? He's going to be around. Now, he'll probably drop off some, but he's still not going to be a bad player. He's going to be a productive player for you. You've got other guys that are going to be around, and you've got a core now that is young, inexpensive, and playmaking. Okay? That means that you have a path to turning this around. It's going to take two things. Number one, you obviously have to fix the coordinator and the offensive coaches. That has to happen, and it's going to happen. There's no doubt in my mind Bill Belichick is obviously not stupid. He's going to do that. Matt Patricia will be out. Somebody else will be calling the place. He's not going to be out. He'll be reassigned. Somebody else will call the place. That's number one. That's going to happen. Number two, you get the kid weapons. You get Jones weapons. You get him, and this is what I would do. I would go out and sign or trade for, you'd have to trade for, DeAndre Hopkins. I would do that. Now, is he a number one anymore? Probably not. No, I wouldn't treat him like a number one, but he's still good enough. He's only 30. I would go get DeAndre Hopkins. That's number one. Number two, I would make I I would go out and get the best wide receiver, wide receiver that I can in the NFL draft. The best one. You have to trade up. You have to hire scouts to figure out who that guy is. You have to do things that can help you identify the best fit. I'd actually draft two of them. Zay Flowers has been playing right under your nose all all fall at Boston College. I'd love to get him on. If you can get him on the roster in a third-round situation or something, second-round situation, I'd do it. I'd draft wide receivers in my first two picks. But the first one, I would make a priority. I would load the F up with wide receivers this offseason and good ones and highly touted ones. Hopkins is a steady veteran. You know what you're going to get for the most part. I would do that. Then I would go all in on a wide. This is what the team needs. This is what the league is. Wide receivers. It's one of the. It's the top five most important positions now in sports. Go get them. Go make sure you have them. Admit you've had issues and go find a guy that can help you identify the right one. You know what the Patriots need, which they're probably not going to do. Everybody keeps talking about Nick Cayley getting promoted or whatever. You know what the, the Patriots need to do? What the New York Giants did this past year. That's what they need to do. Wink Martindale came in from Baltimore and was a game changer for them. Now, I don't know if Brian Dayball had ever worked with him, if they have a relationship, or if he's one of his boys, or if Brian Dayball knew his dad or whatever. But that's what the Patriots need. Now, the question is, will Bill Belichick be open to doing anything like that? And most of us say probably not. That's what they need. If you're trying to go all out to win, do whatever it takes. If there's not a guy that you think within the organization is going to be good enough to get called up to fill the role of offensive coordinator and to give Mac Jones what he needs, then don't put him there. Hello. Don't put him there. Go out and find somebody else. You know, go out for a cup of coffee. Meet him. Ask what his wife's name is. Does he have kids? 
What does he like to do in his spare time? Does he play golf? You know, ask some of those questions. Have you ever been to Boston? Do you like seafood? Figure out, you know, ask the questions that help you get to know this person. And then you'll have a new friend and hopefully a coach that is going to get this team and this offense specifically to a higher level. Let's talk to Jack in Mass who wants to get a zappy thought in. Hey, Jack. Hey, um, you know, I, I understand that zappy is not the end-all, be-all for the Patriots. But if it was all Patricia that was the problem, I don't believe that zappy would have been able to come in and have some of the quality starts. We lost him. All right, thanks for the call. I didn't want to hear any more about Zappy anyway. Um, look, I, under, I understand what you're saying. Zappy played the Browns and he played the Lions. Okay? There was no tape on him. Now, I get that he looked good, but we don't know the intricacies of how they were calling his plays. I mean, the kid is a rookie out of nowhere, and we have no idea what type of quarterback Bailey Zappi is. It's convenient. I understand he looked good. And, hey, he did some good things. He moved well in the pocket, I thought. The offense did look more dynamic at times when he was in there. But I've never been a Zappi. I'm not not a Zappi guy, but I just don't think it was ever time to go to him. Okay, I think he was going to turn into a pumpkin eventually, and then you would have been out on Mac Jones, and Zappi would have been exposed, and you'd have been screwed. You can't just look at the Zappi thing and say, all right, it's time. Like, we saw a few mistakes by Mac. Let's go to Zach. You, you can't do that. There's too much at stake. If you had done that, Mac, the Mac Jones era, and all the momentum you built up after his rookie year and going to the Pro Bowl and the playoffs, it's all out the window. You can't just go to Bailey Zappi full-time because he threw a couple nice passes against the Lions. Yeah, he looked good. But it, it wasn't time, okay? And maybe they just simplified things for him. And gave him things that they weren't giving Mac Jones, or I don't know what it was, but I wasn't really, I wasn't willing to go there. Let's go to Ray and Revere on the Patriots. Hey, Ray. Hey, listen, guys, I, I, I've seen enough of Belichick over the years. I believe the only way he can survive in the post Brady era is to bring in a real top-notch offensive coordinator, and not only let that guy coach and, and make the plays, he ought to let the guy draft players too. There's just an inability to identify talent on the offensive side of the ball that was covered up in the Brady era. You know, Brady was so outstanding, he could make mediocre talent win. But nobody else can do that, and I've seen enough of Belichick. It's never going to change under the current structure. Here, here, Ray. Thanks for the call. That's exactly right. He nailed it. That's exactly right. Is Bill Belichick currently doing what's best for the football team? A lot of people would say no. He's earned the right to do what he wants. Robert Kraft has said that. I'm not disagreeing with that. But at the same time, where are we? That is not Matt, Patri- Matt Patricia being your offensive coordinator is not what's best for this football team. And I really think anybody, um, especially anybody associated with the Patriots, but Bill Belichick especially, should have known that, should have been able to figure that out. When you consider, too, that this was a critical year and season for Mac Jones, his second year coming off a Pro Bowl. You lose a dynamic offensive coach like McDaniels. you got to be better than Matt Patricia in hiring in that spot. But, yeah, they should have changes made. 
They should make those types of changes. The question then will become, and this goes back to what Burt Breer was saying on NBC Sports Boston, what is Bill Belichick then going to be willing to change and adjust to? You know, is he going to be willing and open to making some of those changes? That's the $100 million question. Is he going to be willing to make those changes? He's done it a certain way for so long. Will he be offended? Will he be slighted? Will he feel disrespected if he's asked to step back and see control in certain aspects of the Patriots? That, I don't know. I don't know if anybody knows that. But that's what needs to happen. There does need to be a new offensive coordinator. Absolutely. Absolutely. He needs to allow somebody else to chime in on who to draft. He needs help drafting wide receivers. He's never been good at doing it. That's not an opinion. He's never been good at doing it. He needs somebody to help him do it. If you want to fix Mac Jones, you get a real offensive coordinator and you get weapons. That's why Stidham had success. Now, I'm sure it won't be as easy once teams get a book on him. Weapons and a real coach helping you with play calling, with the system, with the ver- all those things. That is what's going to help this team. Belichick has to find a way to provide that for his quarterback, who I am not out on. I am not out on Mac Jones. I go back and forth. Mac Jones has made me loopy. I go back and forth. Sometimes I think he's going to be the next Matt Ryan. Sometimes I'm in awe of his accuracy. Sometimes I'm dumbfounded by what he's doing. Sometimes I think people have a point when they say he sounds or looks douchey. Sometimes I don't see it whatsoever, and I think he's a leader and the type of grown-up I want kind of in charge of the football team, you know, the face of the team, and we're going to get into that a little bit more later. I have never come off of Mac Jones. I still think he's a guy you ride with, and I'm going to tell you why in a little bit. Let's talk to, before we have to go to break, let's talk to Tim in Hanover on Mac. What's up, Tim? Not much, man. Thanks for taking my call. Hey, I, I talked to Lou and Christian months ago yeah. when all this crap started about, you know, Zappy, Mac, this and that. And I had said, if people aren't happy with them and if Bill's not happy with them, trade them to Josh, have Josh send Carr over here, and they'll be hating him because Carr's an average quarterback. He always has been. He was good a few years, but he was always average, just the same as my boy from Detroit, who's off and on. He can play great, and that's why the Rams traded him. So the thing is, Mac is a solid quarterback. Look what, look what they would be doing. I had mentioned to them, if they traded him to, to uh, Las Vegas, he'll be shredding people over there with the team he's got, and he'll bring them to the playoffs. Well, look what Stidham did. Stidham was a good quarterback, a good backup, and the same with Zappi. Zappi's, uh, let me tell you, I follow both of those kids in, uh, in college. Zappi can play. And the thing is, he's a good backup, but Mac's a better quarterback. And I would say keep both of them, but they got to get a team around them to make them solid. All right, thanks for the call, Tim. I like it. Yeah, I mean, Mac Jones, you, you just, you're not ready, you're not prepared to be out on Mac Jones yet. You can't. You cannot abandon that investment at this point. That was my point, and I still sometimes see it in Mac and I'm not ready to give up on him, not yet. All right, we got to go to break. When we get back, uh, we'll get back to your calls, more on the Patriots, and specifically what do they have to do against Buffalo? I'm going to outline their path to a victory against the Bills. I'm Mark Dondero. This is WEI. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. 
Medela, the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Get Boston Sports Original on the go. Wherever you go. Just download the Odyssey app. We're right back to it. It's Mark Dondero on WEEI. All right, back here on WEEI, I'm Mark Dondero with you until 8 o'clock as we get set for Monday Night Football, part of the best Monday Night game of the year. Bills at Bengals. Big AFC matchup. Um, and I also forgot to mention, if you want, we're going to do a, uh, and thank you for those who have emailed already, we're doing a random ask emails. We'll try to get that in at the end. Mark.Dondero at odyssey.com. If you want to ask a random ask email, send a random ask email. We'll do that at the end of the show around 745 or so. Uh, all right, let's go back to the calls here. Jerry in Framingham, I'm Matt Jones. What's up, Jerry? Hey, Happy New Year. Happy New Year, Jerry. So do you know who Matt Jones's offensive coordinator was when he was at Alabama? Was it Sark? Was it Bill O'Brien? I think it was Steve Sarkeesian, but don't quote me. Okay, because my, my thinking was, you know, I, I think O'Brien is the guy ultimately – that Belichick wants because anybody can tell that what we're going on right now is not working. Right. Right. So, so if there's a familiarity between Bill O'Brien and Mac, you know, so you make them wait for a year with a, somebody who's just going to be a stopgap OC. And then you bring in his guy, Bill O'Brien, if that might be the case. And, and there's already a relationship there. And you're a little further down the road. You know, it's a one-year Band-Aid to, to put Patricia at the helm. But if ultimately you want Bill O'Brien, what else are you going to do? Or pull somebody else in from outside the organization for a year? That doesn't make any sense. Okay, thanks for the call, Jerry. So here's what I think. Okay, this was too important of a year for Mac Jones to mess around or do something like that that was going to put his development at risk. Okay, I understand what you're saying. If you really want Bill O'Brien, that's the guy you're waiting for, and you had to find a, a I don't know, I guess somebody to just kind of fill the seat until he got here. It's it, Mac Jones' second year. I mean, his option is due after next year. you got to figure out what he is and what you have. Not to mention they made the playoffs last year. You know, they had guys that were getting better. You'd, th- you'd want to capitalize on that. They didn't have time to mess around and – it played, you know, just put some some buffoon in there, whatever, some just a guy in there to keep the seat warm while you waited for Bill O'Brien. That was a that was a misstep, a mistake if he did that, if that was his mentality. Let's talk to Paul and Quincy on if the Bills win tonight. What's up, Paul? Hey, two things. If the Bills win tonight, they're the one seed. If they lose, they drop to three and can finish no higher than two. So if they lose the game tonight, they could, could sit players next week. As for Bill O'Brien, He's a fan of two tight end sets. That's why they drafted Aaron Hernandez. So if he comes in, 
they could get a second viable tight end on this team because he's a, he's a two tight end fan. He, he did it now. And the other place he coached too, he likes two tight ends. So if he comes in, they could get, get another veteran tight end in here. All right. Well, thanks for the call. I look, I don't care what they do. Get another tight end, fall in love with two tight end sets, whatever. As long as they're moving the ball down the field, maybe throw the ball to the tight end down the seam once or twice. Like I'd be for that. They just need a guy that can coordinate an offense. You know, Bill, Matt Patricia is not doing that. He's calling plays. He's just, there's no, it's just a mess. I don't think there's any belief. We've heard rumblings of the players. They don't think that he knows what he's doing. We don't even know. There hasn't even been that much coming out. We've gotten indications along the way that people aren't happy, that players aren't happy. But we don't know that. It could be even worse than we think, than we know. And I, I don't know. Wait a minute. Are the Bills... The Bills, if they win, I think they need to still beat the Patriots to be the one seed. The Chiefs are 13-3. and three, The Bills are 12-3. and three. Winning tonight does not lock up the one seed. Because if they win tonight, they're 13-3. and three. If they lose to the Patriots, they're 13-4. and four. And the Chiefs have, I believe, the Raiders next week, who I just said, teams after they play the 49ers are what? I think 0-14. So if you don't like the, you know, I think it'd be a good bet to make if you're going to money line. You won't win a lot. But if you wanted to money line the Chiefs next week, probably a good bet to make. Not to mention you'll have a little tape on Jared Stidham. I don't expect him to play quite as well next week uh, as he did this week where he was superhuman. Okay? Because it wasn't just Josh McDaniels. It was Stidham making some plays. He made plays against the best defense in the league. Let's talk to Dave in Worcester. I'm Mac Jones. What's up, Dave? Hey, what's going on? Uh, like, I, 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 okay. That's, you know, you can't argue the point that he can't make a play because he has had a lot of instances where he hasn't made plays. But again, football is the greatest team sport in the world. And I just think based on what I've seen, it's deeper than just Mac Jones can't make an expletive play that we have to dump. I think it's Mac Jones... Yes, part of it is on Mac Jones. But again, based on the momentum that he created as a rookie and what you've done to this point in terms of what you have elsewhere on the roster, if you go to Zappy, if you're a Zappy guy, you end all of the Mac Jones momentum. That's a, a huge risk because if it doesn't work out with Bailey Zappy, and let's be honest, you know, if you're lucky, he makes a Pro Bowl in the way Mac Jones made a Pro Bowl. If you're lucky, you, then you're out. You're completely out of luck and back to square one. So that is not something that I'm interested in right now with the way the coordinator position is. I need definitive proof after Mac's rookie year that he is a bust, that he is a bum. I need definitive proof. I don't have that based on what they have at coordinator this year. Let's talk to Bill in New Hampshire on the Patriots. What's up, Bill? How's it going? Hey, Bill. You know, it, it, it cracks me up the, the call on a couple of things ago. You still have these guys looking to make it like Belichick is this, is this brilliant chess player. You know, oh, well, you know, he's going to take them for a year because he was hiding in the weeds to get Bill O'Brien. No. Belichick has lost his touch. Without Tom Brady, he's a 500 coach. And that's what we're seeing on the field. 
As for everything else, I mean, the, the, the coaching decisions, the personnel decisions, it's on the field. The team is a 500 team because that's what he produces. I Okay, so thanks for the call, Bill. I, I think what, what needs to be said, though, is Bill Belichick, what made him great, because I still respect his greatness and I still respect everything that he accomplished, and I still think he is the greatest of all time based on all that. But what needs to be said is Bill Belichick, what made him great, the, as great as he was, is not applicable now. Do you understand? It's not that he's less of a coach. It's just not applicable. What made him great was his ability to manage the greatness that came with Tom Brady. You know, not, you know, Steve Mariucci wasn't winning. I keep saying this. He wasn't going to win six Super Bowls with Tom Brady. Had the 49ers drafted him. Or if Steve Mariucci was the coach in New England. Belichick's greatness was his ability to manage all that came with all that winning and what Brady was doing. That's not applicable now. That greatness doesn't happen. They don't have that level of greatness now. So Bill can't put those skills to use. That's part of the problem that Bill Belichick is dealing with. On top of other things. And I didn't think that caller was saying Belichick's playing chess while everyone else is playing checkers. Maybe he wanted Bill O'Brien, but angling for him and just putting a guy there to keep the seat warm would have been a huge mistake if that's what he did. we got to go to break. Uh, more of your calls, plus what the Patriots have to do to the Bills to win on Sunday. We're going to get to that. I'm Mark Dondero. This is WEI Late Night. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.